HelplessRobot.com presents... Dude, Luke, the printer's still busted. What the fuck, man? How's it going, everybody? Welcome to episode 23 of the Topless Robot Podcast. My name is Ryan. I am Brooks. I'm Tyler. Dan. <laughs> I was waiting for you to introduce yourself. The the, the order, yeah. Yeah, it's... <laughs> I, was, I was thinking we'd do something different, like a zigzag, instead yeah, of like, all the way around. You know, I figured it'd be different. No, no. We could do it like the... No need like, for, like, for different. Like the MST3K. Ryan. <laughs> Brooks. <laughs> Tyler, Dan. <laughs> Man, I just hiccuped and burped at the same time. I we feel like I'm going to implode. Hercuped? You're disgusting. Oh God. Speaking of disgusting things. <laughs> so it's been uh, a really good week for nerdy shit, man. I really like nice. this week. Um, no, I didn't like this week. What am I saying? But the stuff, the news has been. Good. <laughs> the news has been great. Uh, the, uh, Nintendo Direct on the 13th was, uh, uh, full of awesome news, and if you, uh, want, you can go and watch that right now on, uh, the YouTube channel at topless, or youtube.com slash topless robot, or, or youtube.com slash topless robot, D-O-T-C-O-M, because I totally know all of our things. I am, uh, I am, I'm not gonna, I'm not, <laughs> not a flub. Thank you. Thank you. I'm not gonna Thank say you. too much about it, because I want them to, 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 I want you guys to go listen to this, but going to say some things that may or may not be true. Um, may or may not be true. You might lie. I might lie. You might lie to our audience. Uh, how, about, how about two truths and a lie? <laughs> uh, Zelda. Um, Fire Emblem. Mega Man Legends 3. <laughs> one this of these is, is a lie. Huh. This is how we should promote. The answer all of will our, not surprise one of you. These things is not like the other. This is how we should promote all of our other media. Right? Two truths and a lie. Two truths and a lie. <laughs> it's called clickbait. Um, and you won't believe what happens next. Uh, the Umbrella Academy uh, launched on uh, Netflix. Yeah, have I haven't. You, I haven't have watched that yet. I started binging it. I'm on episode uh, seven. Uh, the best way that I've come up to uh, with uh, to describe it is it's like if uh, Wes Anderson and Christopher Nolan got together to make an X-Men film. I'm, uh, I'm about that. I am I, down. I backed the wrong horse on um, new shows to watch this week because like, I, I was like, I, I'm gotta, I got to watch something that, that just come out so I can talk about it. And I chose Pin 15. Oh, was that not good? So... Officially, officially, good. I am undecided on it because I, I I don't give any I don't write off a show completely until I've seen three episodes of it. Okay, gives you a chance for the pilot, the guest director, and where the show is going in the future. Sure, uh, I watch the pilot. I don't really want to watch the other ones, but I'm going to just so that way I do my opinion is there. But it was really really rough. Um, mm-hmm. The pr- the principal characters, um, the writers of the show, are playing their their middle school selves okay which is fine but literally everyone else the entire rest of the cast they're all like real middle schoolers so it's just it's weird because it's it's like look at these old people and i can't tell if if, if it's a gaffe or if they're just trying to like pass it off because there's some parts where the makeup looks really good and it's like yeah okay i'd buy that you might be in a, a high schooler playing a middle schooler and then there's a couple shots where it's like oh You've seen things. You are old. <laughs> you are old. 
Um, and it was just really cringy as far as the the stuff that happened. Yep. Anything that has to do with uh, middle school as a topic is going to be cringy. It was, I, and I couldn't tell if it was just bad flashbacks or if it was just bad. So uh, next week I'll have a more defined opinion on a better show like Umbrella Academy. With well, so with Umbrella Academy, um, don't go into it wanting to watch a superhero series because that's not what it is. Um, it's not like a, hey, we've got these powers. Look at us have these powers. It's we were all adopted at birth by a fucked up rich guy. Uh, and because of that, we all have really messed up daddy issues. So it's like F F Final Fantasy Syndrome. Uh, kind of, I suppose. Uh, every character has a, except for one who was basically the favorite, uh, has a uh, complicated relationship with uh, their dad. Okay. And it's because he was all about, like, research. And that's why he adopted Ah, them. yes, fucked up scientist dad. I love it. A typical neglectful basically, scientists. Basically. But he made a robot for them that they call mom uh, that took care of them. I like this subtle and soft reboot of Smart House. <laughs> <laughs> Um, and, I, I, was, uh, I was thinking it was, uh, the Jetsons, though. And then there's just... Got Rosie over there. ...a talking chimpanzee named Pogo. I'm in. Who... 100% in. Is it bedtime yeah, for Bongo? He's kind of a caretaker, and it, nothing about him is ever... You know, I mean, I'm, I haven't made it all the way through, but nothing about him is ever explained. Like, it's just a matter of fact that there is a talking chimpanzee in this house. Maybe he's, like, double. A wise old uh, talking it's, chimpanzee. It, if you put a talking monkey into anything, I will most likely at least watch it just to give it a shot. His secret okay. move, Because Evil I Chimp. love monkeys so much, and it's kind of hilarious. We found Tyler's weakness. Let's keep your sex life off the uh, podcast. Also, though. chimpanzees are apes. Not I monkeys. never said I'm spanking them. <laughs> um, There's a difference, actually. And I understand. So I have one point of frustration with this where, okay. so like their powers are, um, one of them uh, says, uh, I heard a rumor that, you know, whatever, and it's true. So like she whispers, you know, whatever she wants to someone like, I heard a rumor that, you know, you shot this person and then they immediately have to do what she says she heard a rumor about. Okay. So it's some like <laughs> white, white, uh, white queen X-Men stuff. Mm -hmm. uh, a twist. One is a uh, just super strong man. Uh, one can uh, throw things and can like completely control them in the air. So he has a ton of blades and stuff, and he can throw them and basically steer them. Ah, oh, yes, Edge Lord. His and, name is Edge Lord. Um, one can talk to the dead. Ooh, I like that. And well, I like him specifically because first off, he's the crazy weirdo from Misfits. Um, and secondly, uh, he, uh, is a junkie in this series, which is perfect for the type of character that this actor usually plays. He usually plays a, you know, super fucked up, trashy junkie, you know, kind of guy. Um, but the reason that he's a junkie is to silence the dead. Ooh, see, I love this concept. I like that. Yeah. Because That's this, cool. this is actually a central theme, uh, in some of the World of Darkness stuff that I've done. Yeah. There's uh, there's a book called Geist the Sin Eaters, 
and you die and you make a bargain with something called a geist, which is a ghost that's devolved so much that it's no longer resembling a human. Okay. It's more of a concept of death. <clears throat> and the moment that happens, uh, you can see ghosts. You can't stop seeing them. And ghosts can also know that you see them all the time. Sure. And because you have that, they constantly berate you and they scream and bemoan because they're they're solely motivated by that thing that they want to resolve. Yeah. And I love that concept because that's a big thing. Like people in the in that game, like uh, start killing ghosts just to make them stop, or they, uh, you know, get to start taking drugs. Yeah. Anything to stop stop the screaming, pretty yeah. much. It's fun. I like and, that. But I, yeah, Do I you really know what like kind that, of junkie? that concept of broken. Uh, Was it like heroin? Pretty much or? anything. Oh, okay. Literally anything. Whatever, he, whatever he has stops to be, the voices. He has to be under the influence of something at any given point in time. And the only way that he can uh, willingly conjure someone uh, is if he's sober. Oh. That's so that and he has cool. a very tough time being sober. There there will possibly because I haven't seen this so I'm speculating. So let me know if I'm right. But I'm sensing that there's an episode either that already exists or is coming up where he's like stuck in an elevator or a box or something and gets to that point. Kind of. Okay. Uh but not quite. Not that uh sitcomy. Perfect. Um and It's on Netflix, right? Uh, yes, okay. it is on Netflix. Uh, one of them has been missing for 16 years, and he can uh, uh, teleport. Um, and uh, another one is dead. Um, and we see his power when he, in a flashback as a child. Uh, behind closed doors, we see the silhouette of his power. We don't actually know what it is. But from the silhouette, you basically just see like, fucking shadows of tentacles everywhere and every like he's this little kid and they're stopping a bank robbery ah. and it, he's like doing it Should basically like do i have to and they're like just go take care of him he's like okay and he goes in and you just see the silhouette the silhouette of like tentacles and shit and he comes out covered in blood oh, so he has, he has powers. okay got it but well, like or cthulhu powers or cthulhu powers. if you're not a pervert or he's <laughs> or he's a shimmel garath cosplayer you know me dan <laughs> But it's, you know, it's one of those things where you don't, like, they it, it, he's dead, so you, you're never going to see it again in the series. Maybe. Like, maybe. Except for the fact that there's spoilers. somebody who can communicate with the dead. Well, and... And I'm sure it, there's a time traveler thing spoilers. involved. Spoilers. It, it very well might be that that is the one dead person who is always actually at his side who he's always talking to. Yeah. Oh, um, yeah, you know. Yeah. But you don't necessarily see that power because he's dead. You think being dead can stop magic, dude? Well, it, we it also don't know what kind of powers these are. Sure. But Ooh. again, because the premise in a, is. In a show where superpowers exist, two words. Being dead is not a finality. Sure. Two words Especially when you But when your superpower is inherently physical and you no longer have your physical form, that's what, that's what you think for now. Hentai, hentai Revenant. <laughs> hentai Revenant. No. Thank you for coming to my no. TED Talk. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, I don't think I've, I've really given anything you know, away in, in that. Um, so overall, what'd you say? You've only Pretty... piqued my interest. I have enjoyed it. Uh, Ellen Page is the only one that I haven't covered. Her character is the unremarkable one. So she was never included with the other six. There were seven who were... Uh, there were 40-something kids 
who were all born on the same day to parents, uh, to women who were not pregnant the morning they had them. And uh, so this eccentric billionaire goes out to try and adopt as many of them as, as he could, and he gets seven of them. So to me, this premise tells me that there are others out there, and uh, the only story... They're probably going to be the villains. The only story that so. we've gotten so far is of, of this these seven, and they call, refer to them as six because there's the one, Ellen Page, who is unremarkable. So is this... So Until she, we find out what her real superpower is. Yeah, she, she is. has latent abilities, or she's the April O'Neil to their turtles. Yeah, right. It's, well, and it, but part of the thing is that she's never included, so she feels like super exiled from the family, wrote a tell-all autobiography, you know, biography about her life and, and shit like that. Oh, cool. All right. Yeah. So is it completely uh, a brand new IP? It's not... Uh, it is uh, not, based on a comic uh, that was created by Gerard Way. That's Who's right. a writer for the show, okay. right? That's right, that's right. I don't know if he's a writer for the show or not. Uh, overall, aesthetically, very Wes Anderson in a lot of places. Um, is Bill Murray in it? No. Damn. Uh, tonally, it is very uh, uh, Christopher Nolan in that it's dark, but there's still some of that Wes Anderson whimsy in there. Okay, cool. I'm, I, cool. I, I, will, I will check this out this week and report back next week on my findings. Episodes are an hour long. I think there's probably something like 10 or 12 episodes. So uh, I, I have thoroughly enjoyed it so far. Perfect. But I'll have to give, See, that been, a, give, that a, give that a whirl. I've been thoroughly preparing for uh, Game of Thrones here in April. So doing my rewatch of all forever seasons. I'm sorry. It may look like I'm looking at you and paying attention to you, but my eyes are just kind of glazing over and defocusing because you said Game of Thrones. Yeah, I kind of lost interest as soon as <laughs> Game of, and then I knew that it wasn't going to be life. <laughs> I'm not going to be quite as rude. I just haven't watched it. <laughs> you guys all suck. I watched, I, I watched the first I just enjoy there being real magic in my care. fantasy. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> that was that was the most dickish. <laughs> okay. okay. Real magic was <laughs> behind the scenes because they're too busy filming tits all the time. Yeah. Tits and weens. Dragons yeah. and then the Targaryens. But are... there's no wizards. There's, there's... Everything can be improved with wizards. There's, yeah. There's, there are priestesses that... Doesn't count. There, there's definitely real magic, but the priestesses that, but are called, not performing magic, and that's also called being a cleric, idiot. Yeah, they, they they don't. They call upon their thieves gods can to use magic, magic you know? for them. That's called being a cleric. Yeah, <sighs> yeah. Priestesses do not perform magic. I, no, I'm, I, and I, I'm just giving the you, intricacies. I'm just giving you shit. And the differences between wizards and priestesses. Really, it seems that you don't. I think I've priest. I've, I, I think do. I've, I've poked I bet this Tyler bear. doesn't know how to use a three shells. <laughs> I bet you think wizards have to present their holy symbol to cast arcane spells, idiot. Yeah, fool! They can wear that shit under their clothes! <laughs> oh, we have poked the bear. Yeah. Sorry, Tyler. We love you. Uh, I mean, in all, in, all, in all actuality... All I wanted to do was to share my excitement for Game of Thrones because I like it. Go ahead. Well, all I want to do is friend. have some fun. We're not, we're not stopping you from doing that. Yeah. I have a feeling that I'm not the only one. <laughs> Go ahead. No, talk about no, it. No, no, no. no, move, no. On. move on. Move on. Yeah. I see where I see where so, I stand. You can talk I about save it. Save it for the it's rant, fine. Tyler. <laughs> I've got a good rant now. <laughs> now, in all actuality, though, um, I don't like Game of Thrones that much because 
Uh, and it was overhyped for me, for sure. Um, most of the people that overhyped it were people that I knew historically weren't into fantasy or that kind of thing in the first place. And then so I have all this hype going behind it, and I watched the show, and I, got, I got watched a couple of seasons of it, and it just didn't really grab me because I was like, well, I know that half of these characters die or don't actually matter anymore, and I think that maybe if uh, if it was better, I would enjoy it. <laughs> Bro, you gotta watch this. There's sex scenes in it. Whoa! But I don't care yeah. about the sex scenes, and I like the the death of characters is is kind of like part well, of I, the dra I, drama, and it's it's one of the shortcomings I don't like of a being drama. Hold, uh, held emotionally hostage. You know what but I mean? You're not really being held emotionally hostage if you've seen it, and like George R. R. Martin. Also, you're not really that he'll being kill characters that that you like if you don't leave them alone. But also, in he means that jokingly. He doesn't just do that because you're not it's... you're not being held emotionally hostage because Sean Bean is an actor in it, and so you already know that one of the main characters well, is yeah. going to die. I, 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 this is one thing I, I do have to death. defend: dark fantasy. People die all the time. Yeah, that's an aspect of the genre. I don't necessarily think you're being held emotionally hostage. It's literally a style of writing and storytelling where people are expected to die and yeah. frequently. And that is a shortcoming of that kind of genre. Like where if you go into a, a genre knowing that a lot of characters are going to die and you and you can and you can't just like let it go and just enjoy the characters as they are and just like oh I know this character is going to die so why do I care. Like that, that can be a, like I can see that being a shortcoming. Yeah, it kind of ru ruined the the suspense for me when it's just everyone everyone just bleeding about you know game of thrones game of thrones game of thrones i don't have hbo i haven't had cable in 10 years at the time you had to like watch it on on the internet or something like that and i was like i don't care yeah um in uh defense of the uh killing of uh characters i actually that's one thing that i like about it because um it i like a show that can tell a story and it, you know that no character is invincible. Exactly. That's what I well, love. But he like has that. that plot armor. I like that. Yeah. But I but I like I also like being taken surprised by it. I like I want to be Eris Gainsbrough again. But how sure. much is sure. But how much that's not Game of Thrones fault as much as it is the popular popularization. It's actually funny because he hasn't played through all of it. I know that's why but, I said it. Yeah. It's the I best. Even, yeah. yeah, it's fine. I'm barely no, it's fine. even listening to you guys. <laughs> I've stopped. I only like opinion. hearing me talk about Game of Thrones. That's my, that's... I couldn't even get started without <laughs> everyone just wrong. immediately shutting it off <laughs> nah, at this point. But but to be on track with that, this is the last season coming up, right? Yes, this is the last season coming oh, up. Oh, that's right. Uh, actually, interesting, if you don't watch Game of Thrones, uh, it's also going to be coming out well before the, the last book in the well, series. Well, yeah, of course, out. because, well, and it doesn't even fucking matter because t as of, what, two or three seasons ago, they deviated from the books. They stopped uh, uh, using the books as source They're material. apparently going to go into the same spot, the uh, uh, Weiss and, uh, I forget the other guy's name, but they they know the ending of the book, how it's supposed to, how, of the series and how it's supposed to end, like on JoJo R. Martin's side. And basically, were given free reign to kind of take their own path all the way uh, to that ending. So it'll be interesting to see how those change. Sure, what the differences are. I, I'm enjoying it. And you'll only have to wait another decade before you, you get to hear George R. R. Martin's side of that. I've already gone through this once before, and I know it is kind of super messed up for people to keep on yelling at George R. R. Martin. Don't die before you give us our book. That is like a t super fucking messed up thing to say to somebody. I don't think so. Yeah, he's old. It, People die when they're old. You can't push the creative People process. People also die like, when they're... 
Too old? I mean, like, people... Yes, people, yes they do. People could have, you know, been yelling the same thing at Roger Zelazny over Chronicles of Amber. Like, it's when you're invested in a story, you want you that want story to, to be finished. And you want to hear the story the way it was intended to be told you know, before the creator, you know... Otherwise, it just hangs in your it. mind forever and you never get to finish it. Right. You never get and to put that away. There will be a million fanfics that try and fill the gaps and none of them will hit the mark and that, you know... I would love mm. for um, a company to take an existing property... Uh, like Game of Thrones, and turn it into a Sonic fan fiction. Uh, <laughs> well, I should say like Sonic uh, X Mega Man. Another, another. Uh, <laughs> uh, Arch, Archie Comics already It'll did that, homie. Fix, I don't yeah. know if you know that, but uh, there was a Sonic Mega Man crossover in the Archie oh, Comics universe. Boy. Yep, there was. there was. It was pretty bad. Um, but Metal Sonic versus uh, Mega Man was actually not terrible. Regardless, um, I would. I wish that they would take the Game of Thrones hype because. To its credit, got a lot of people that weren't into the fantasy thing into fantasy sure. yeah. because that's what popular TV does. It can take a concept and proliferate it. I, what I want them to do is I want them to take a, an existing book series that is finished, that is finished, and that the author the author's not dragging his feet on because like there's a really famous quote, and I'm ad-libbing, or not ad-libbing, but paraphrasing here, a conversation between George R.R. R. Martin and Stephen King. But like, yeah, you know, I just don't know what to, you know, I can't finish this book. You ever have that problem? He's like, no. <laughs> no, I don't have that problem. And um, so, like, take something cool, like, written like uh, some of the Ursula, Ursula K. Le Guin stuff or that Anne McCaffrey cool. or, you know, something that has been f- firmly rooted in fantasy nerddom yeah. for an eternity, but it hasn't seen the light of day. Like something like the Pern novels or something like that. That would be awesome. Or, they are or, doing Wheel of Time. Or the, 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 the Belgariad. Yeah, exactly. And like they are doing Wheel of Time. Um, but I can't remember. Isn't the Wheel of Time thing uh, more of a we own the license, we're just going to whip something together in order to maintain the license holding? Yes. There's a fun story about that. Ooh, to tell. So, Let's talk shit about Robert Jordan. <laughs> Um, so they're not anymore. Now there's an actual Wheel of Time series that has been picked up by Amazon. It's but there was a Wheel of Time series that released, wasn't there? That not a went series. under the radar a or like thirty a, minute infomercial. Yes, late that's right. Night. I remember that. At wow. Four in the morning because the previous company, there, there was a, the company that won the rights to make a movie. Like their rights expired, like on this day. If they uh, if if they didn't have anything like a pilot or something, so without any knowledge of the the Robert Jordan estate, like his wife and, and like any one of the copyright holders or anything, they slapdash this horrendous. I remember that adaptation horrendous of the fir- of the uh, prologue of for the the first for the Eye of the World, the very first book. And it, it was uh, Bill, Billy Zane was in it. Yep. Um, the Phantom himself. And it was <laughs> god awful. And they just released it at four a.m. Was what and, evil lurks in the hearts of men? Oh, that's a shadow. Oh, that's right. Not that's, the that's Alec that's Baldwin. Right. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Okay, the yeah, Phantom yeah. is look at my crotch. It's purple. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's right. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> but yep. yeah, they they released it at four a.m. in the morning. Or four a.m. in the morning. Four four in the morning. Uh. Hoping no so one that noticed. Was, was that, that bought Mary time? Show. No, they they just were like, <laughs> no. This basically afterwards, they were like, you didn't do this with our with uh, our permission, and there was a quick legal battle that ended with the that company losing, 
the rights. They got oh, the sure, rights sure. back. Oh, sure, sure. What I mean, oh. I don't mean to ask, uh, did that buy them time? What I meant to ask was, was that airing bought time? Yeah, it was bought time. So they bought it like an infomercial yep. and in order to get it out there yep. as broadcast. And they were trying to make and it say, so look, no, guys, they were trying to say, make it so none of the fans knew it. But like the, the, it was like some random dude on Reddit just were, was like searching through TV guide. It was try, like, Wheel of time. What the fuck? You can try that all you want. You will never sneak it yeah, past no, everybody. You it's, will not. It, it's not possible. And that not today, that's not probable. If, if not you, today, anyways. Yeah, it is available ago, on maybe. YouTube. You can find it. It's fucking bad and hilarious. Yeah. yeah. So totally, I remember if you that like happening. Wheel of Time and you didn't uh, know about this, you definitely need to watch it because it's worth speaking, 20 minutes. Speaking of bad and fantasy this week, um, I watched a Studio Ghibli movie that I was not familiar with. I should say that I had not watched, but was based on uh, on the works of Ursula K. Le Guin, okay. Tales of Earthsea. Uh, it was, uh, I think it came out in 06. And it was uh, it was made by uh, I know right that spooky wind. Was just, <laughs> <laughs> spooky. You, it's like you said it and then it's just like. Ooh, <laughs> but um, it was made. It was directed by by uh, Miyazaki's son. Um, I remember you talking about this. Yeah, and uh, I was very excited to watch it this week or this last week. Not uh, great. It was the worst Ghibli movie that I'd seen. Really? Um, it was That's unfortunate. It sucked because it had. Such a great voice acting cast. Like Timothy Dalton was one of the main characters. Willem Dafoe played like this super fucked up, not specifically a sorcerer, but I think a sorcerer, some kind of like necromancer I'm, type I'm thing. Gonna shoot a fireball at you. No, no, no. <laughs> he spoke. He spoke. Not Christopher quiet. Walken. Oh, I thought he said yeah, Willem Dafoe. Oh, Dafoe. sorry. I thought he, I heard. I don't know why my brain definitely. Willem Dafoe heard has a fine voice. Walken. You he, check yourself. My bad. <laughs> he speaks. My well. bad. And to be fair, so does Christopher Walken. Has a perfectly fine voice. Oh, they both. I sure. Both of them. I don't know why my head went. To, sorry. Please continue, Brooks. He speaks very much like this, and and uh, that's Willem Dafoe like the entire movie. Huh. It, but it's creepy. It's unsettling. But the, my problem with the Willem movie. Willem Dafoe does unsettling. The the problem with my, with the movie he is that unsettling. there's there's so much stuff jam packed into this thing that they forget to explain some stuff. Classic mistake. Uh, like uh, for example, one of the principal characters ends up being a dragon. <laughs> Just out of nowhere. <laughs> they they allude to dragons. So that, like the first three minutes of the movie, there is a dope ass dragon fight in the middle of the ocean where one of them rips the throat out of another one. And it's just like, yes! And I was just like, yes, 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 the entire time. And then as it gradually kind of, it's like they couldn't figure out what style of folk music they wanted to go with. There was like bagpipes and sitars and like a Mediterranean thing at the same time. Okay. It was like they had too many ideas and didn't uh, filter it out and be like, okay, sure. this is what we want. Um, and the it was just too choppy and not enough explanation. And it made me mad because the concept was so cool, but it just fell on its ass so hard that's unfortunate Cheech Marin's character was pretty good in it though yeah that kind of stuff's definitely a bummer but I get it, Th it, that, it, it that's like all a lot of fantasy adaptations is that that's where they fall short is there's too much and they fail to explain it yep. yeah like you've had a I mean, disappointed it, a disappointing week with uh things you've tried I I mean you know <laughs> you're 0 for 2 not, right now not everyone's a winner look at me look at me look at me I'm a winner <laughs> <laughs> It's definitely the most common pitfall from everybody I've known, just like uh, in the tabletop scene. Uh, even the best DMs I've played with, there's just always so much going on yeah. that every time you get attached to something, 
all of a sudden you get hit with the uh, wait. You made a big deal out of this. I and got then detached. I never from heard for about it for the last eight sessions. What happened to this? And he was like, "Oh, I don't, I don't know." Yeah, said, no, it, it's hard. Right? I, Writing I, is hard, guys. It's hard. I, I haven't had to deal with that too much in the campaigns that I played in, but definitely, like, I've I've seen that where it's like, "Where did this whole thing go?" Oh yeah, you guys weren't didn't seem that interested in it, so I wrote it out. I'm like. No, sneak that shit up on us. That I, so, that, that, I told you that, and that is what I do. Yeah. If I have something planned and people ignore it, well, it's just gonna get yeah. more powerful as time yeah. goes by. Like, I, you you could do nothing about it. I am a huge, my guess. I am a huge fan of uh, Chekhov's gun. You guys familiar with yeah. Yeah. Yep. Chekhov's gun? Yep. I'm a huge fan of, of of that of the shotgun on the mantle, where it, the most obvious thing that you guys just fucking walk by in the first session. Yeah. Um. Comes back to bite you in the ass. I love that shit. Yes, it's kind of like how in Wario and WarioWare three with the clown god that you're secretly gaining power for. Sure. Cool. Cool. <laughs> All right. All right. Um. Sorry, Wario Land three. I kind of had. Uh, I was going to okay. say WarioWare is no. not. Yeah. Does not. It, <laughs> Wario not Land three heavy. on the Game Boy Color released in the year two thousand. In the year two. That was that was the first Game Boy uh, Game Boy uh, Color game that I owned. Uh, the Wario Land series is outstanding. Mm -hmm. Yes. Um, Moving on. The uh, <laughs> Pokemon. I Yellow. had uh, a similar uh, moment of disappointment at uh, dangling threads um, when I saw Bad Times at the El Royale recently. Oh. Um, oh no. I I haven't seen that yet. I, I mean, it's a thoroughly enjoyable okay. film, but okay. there are oh, okay. there are big questions left unanswered. Uh, that. I feel, you know, usually, sure, don't spell everything out for us, that's fine. This isn't one of those cases. This is one of those, you seem to make a big deal out of this plot device, and then you just ended it, like, without doing anything with it. And then we're basically shifted in a completely different direction, as if to say, forget we ever did any of this. Uh, hmm. No, and, I, and it doesn't feel like a misdirection at all? No. Okay. Now, I will say this about dangling threads. Uh, sometimes I like it when some things are left unanswered. Like, uh, did we watch The Guest together? No. No? Have you guys seen The Guest? No. I don't think so. Okay, so um, I forget who makes it. It's not really that important. But uh, it's this thriller horror movie that kind of pokes fun at slashers a little bit, but it's mostly pretty serious. It's... This guy gets out of the army and shows up at this guy's at, at this family's house um, and say, hey, I knew your son who died in the war. And that's where it goes. But he's really like some kind of something else. And they intentionally lead you to believe some things. And then they just said, don't talk about it. But hmm. it, it. But when done intentionally, it's great. Sure. Because there's one line in the middle of the middle of this fight at the end of the movie. And one of the characters is like, what's going on? You got to tell me what's going on. And he's like... It doesn't matter. Almost like turning to the camera. It's like, it doesn't matter. Hmm. Ah, okay. I like that. Okay. Yeah. Little well, fourth wall breaking. Can be a, yeah. good, a good sure. narrative device. But not, yeah. like, not like a look attention. at the camera and like, wink. It's like, it's like a half. It's like a 3.5 sure. okay. wall break. I can appreciate it. Yeah, I mean, it, when, it's, when it's done well, it can certainly be a useful storytelling device. Um, I like I like being surprised. Um, you know I like twists uh, when they're not M Night Shyamalan twists. Um, what a twist! 
the everyone else is dead except for me but when you start writing one story and then you like wake up one day to continue writing and you're in a different mood and so you start writing the ending of a completely different story maybe not so much yeah i agree for sure that's why we need to give more credit to good writers. Yes. Oh, absolutely. Good, good writing is so hard to do. Correct. It's so hard. God. <laughs> writing is hard, and it's difficult. Writing and if you know anyone true. that writes and writes well, you should high-five them and tell them they're doing a good job. Yes. But don't high-five them too hard so then they can't... <laughs> Break them! You, you might, they're pathetic you might, autist hands! You might uh, flare up their <laughs> carpal tunnel. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, their hands just crumble to Maybe dust. Just what have you done? My <laughs> only regret is that I have... Bonitis. <laughs> Maybe just pat them on the head. They just <laughs> Good job, champ. Way to go. <laughs> um, so in other news, this is either going to delight or piss off a lot of people. And I, I wonder which camp I'll be in. Already know. You're not going to care. Oh, okay, cool. Cool. Um, nice. I so there's already a third know. choice. You have to give us three choices there. <laughs> Dan is a very special... Creature. Dan is special. Uh, because Dan doesn't give a shit. Beast. Dan doesn't give a shit about Ghostbusters. Ah. True. Oh my. It has been revealed that the leads of the new Ghostbusters movie are going to be 12 and 13 year olds. So I'll see you guys later. <laughs> I'm not angry. I'm a little confused. Yeah, that doesn't make any sense to me at all. Ghostbusters mm. is the ultimate uh, business comedy ever. <laughs> Uh, and Jasmine, uh, when I, uh, told her that she said, okay, this is just people who saw, uh, the Stranger Things kids yeah. dressed up as Ghostbusters and thought that that could make a good movie. That it's... wouldn't surprise me at all. I see. Yeah. I got my parents' Ghostbusting equipment and we're going on a spooky adventure. It so... feels like a marketing gimmick. Like, one of them, from the casting description, one of them, uh, the boy is uh, like super into the paranormal and, and uh, paranormal obsessed uh, and stuff like that. Uh, the girl is like a book smart, uh, you know, nerd who's kind of alienated in school. Is and, there a fat one that's like that. funny and a bully that joins their cause? Yeah, I mean, it, it is. Probably. So think about it. It is an 80s property, and those 80s tropes are mm. seeing it come back with Stranger Things, you know, kind of reminding everyone how these 80s coming-of-age stories were great. 8mm did the same thing, you know, not five years prior, five, six <sighs> years prior. Uh, or not 8mm. Fuck. That's not what I was meaning to Super say eight. at all. Super 8. 8mm is the fucking uh, snuff film Nicolas Cage movie, yeah. which is not what I meant meant to talk about. <laughs> to, to be fair, I, when someone is talking about either one, I think about the other one as well. <laughs> um, Just because numbers real, confuse you. <laughs> real eight. quick, uh, you, you talk about the 80s tropes being uh, put back in the spotlight with something like Stranger Things. And it and... And you know, it's like great, that. but there's a, there's a distinct difference between Stranger Things, which has some levity, but is overall more of a mysterious, serious property... And then you have Ghostbusters, which is a like a it's fart a joke comedy almost sure. sometimes. And, and, and if you're going to have like, there's nothing wrong with making a movie about like kids doing the Ghostbusters thing. It just, why does it have to be Ghostbusters? Like well, existing properties yeah, brand, generate more beyond, revenue. Beyond so, brag, brand, brand recognition and ad revenue. I have to remind everyone that it is Ivan Reitman's son who is at the helm of this project. I don't care. Ivan Reitman is the one who created the original Ghostbusters. Yeah. Um, 
The sins of the father have Jason Reitman. Bl- blood ties do not imply like talent. No, 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 no. There uh, have been so many disappointing point, children Max Landis. throughout but, history. T- yeah, fuck Max Landis. He's a rapist piece of shit. Garbage. Um, oh, he did some good stuff, though. <laughs> <laughs> wow, no. Oh. Are you talking about Jason Raymond or Max Landis? Oh, no, Jason Raymond. Okay, okay, I was going to oh. say, because I had just Sorry. got done. Uh, okay. Yeah. I was confused. Ale- I'm going Whoa. to say allegedly to save my own ass, but Max Landis did some terrible, terrible things to some people. Oh. And, uh, yeah, uh, he, allegedly. He looks like um, uh, like if Brody from Mallrats was more attractive. Totally. Absolutely. <laughs> He's Jason Lee plus plus. He's Jason Lee. Uh, without Scientology. Um, uh, so to give you an idea of, of his tonal style, Juno, thank you for smoking Wait, up in the air. I think he was in that. Yeah, he's also an, an actor as well. I don't believe so, no. Oh, okay. The only one of those I've seen is Juno. I didn't like it. So. Yeah, he's been in some shorts. Okay. And he was obviously in Ghostbusters 2 because it was daddy's movie. Brownstone boy number he was, two. He was in, in Kindergarten Cup. Oh, as the That's hilarious. Uh, but yeah, so like, honestly, uh, I act- actually uh, love uh, m- most of the things that he's known for. Um, I enjoyed Juno. Um, I uh, love Thank You for Smoking, love Up in the Air. Thank You for Smoking is great. Up in the Air, I didn't love, but... Up in the Air wasn't bad, I just wasn't really my thing. yeah. I also haven't. I also watched it like once, so I can't speak with authority on it. I, I think I went into there hoping to like it a lot more than I ended up. But basically, liking. like he, it's, if you look at these, these credits, he tends to do kitschy, uh, socially awkward, uh, kind of, you know, that kind of dynamic. Which capturing that well is work. That's hard work. Yeah, and he does it well. Yeah. So I don't necessarily. You know, mean to say that because he's Ivan Reitman's son, he's going to do Ghostbusters well he's, in the same way that Ivan Reitman did Ghostbusters. I don't think that he's going to carry that same tone. But he has an accomplished portfolio okay. at the very least. He has yeah. an accomplished portfolio at the very least. It's certainly going to be totally different. And we already definitely know that now that we know that the, the leads are going to be 12 and 13 year old kids. <sighs> um, and... Uh, this you isn't know, supposed to be an actual sequel this time, right? It's not like it the, is. The it is Ghostbusters, Ghostbusters three. Yeah. Well, I could see how yeah. you could tr- you could make that work and it'd be okay, but honestly, if they're gonna take it. If they want to do something with kids, an eighties property with kids, they could do a soft reboot slash sequel to Monster Squad. Oh, totally, absolutely. With, yeah, because Wolfman's got nards. Exactly. I was just gonna say the same thing. I just. He do. He do. So yeah, it's a thing uh, that they wouldn't just do a going to piss off the internet. Yeah, again, what doesn't though? I I don't care about things that piss off the internet. That that's a meaningless term at this point. I like to laugh at things that piss off the internet. There are so many people who think that everything belongs exclusively to them and that it has to be tailor made for them. Fuck those people. They're obnoxious. I agree. You don't own any of these properties just because you enjoyed them so much. That doesn't give you ownership over them. I agree, but I do also personally still feel the sting of the Michael Bay uh, Ninja Turtles movies and uh, feel the sting of uh, Rise of the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Yeah, you can hate them, 
but it's a different thing to go on the internet and be like, this is ridiculous. They should have done it the way I wanted them to do it. I'm the one who owns the property. The only thing that matters is what I care about. Well, yeah. I, I guess that, that some kind, things are just that, bad. That kind of bleeds into our previous conversation about toxic fandom. Yeah, because uh, like you know, I, I like I can I'm I get irritated, you know, when they, something comes out that sucks, like Star Trek, um, <laughs> and I'm mad. I'm like not mad, but I'm like kind of just like pissy about it. I'm like, no, fuck this new show. But, uh, you know, I'm not going to, like, harass the people that, that make no, it. No, certainly not. Are you certainly mad not. about it, or are you going out of your way to be a dick to everybody about how mad you are? Yeah. yeah. That's the difference. Yeah. yeah. And that's what sucks about people getting mad on the internet. And then... Because they don't keep it to themselves. Well, and it's one thing to express your your distaste for uh, a casting choice or a, you know, a, a tonal direction of a property that you love. Uh, it's a totally other thing to hunt down other people's posts in support of it, to talk down to them about why they're wrong. Yeah. yeah. Or, yeah, it's the difference between, uh, oh, I didn't like this guy in this movie, or posting to their Twitter like, I hated you in this movie. Yeah. Fuck you. You yeah, should like, stop acting. Yeah. Yeah. Whatever, dude. Nobody cares about your opinion. Sorry. Yeah. Yeah. It, it's it's only fun to talk about with your chums. Exactly. It's a conversation or on piece. on a podcast, Wendy. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, uh, the people that listen to our podcast are our virtual chums, right? This is true. Yeah. We're all our friends, and we all appreciate Virtual it. chums swimming around the bucket together. And, I mean, <laughs> you know, it's podcast uh, uh, format is, I don't know, supposed to be more, like, I, I always envision this just being transparent, bullshitting, you know, about whatever, like... Oh no! This is completely a fabricated persona. Uh, in my spare time, I am actually a conjurer. <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna say, in your uh, in your actual spare time, you're actually a very cheery and happy. Nice Twi- person. Toys and yeah, jewelry, uh, absolutely. Power comes and in my spare time, people wears. actually like me. <laughs> all of this, uh, all of this anger and sadness is—it's completely fake, guys. I, I hate to lift. I'm actually a CG construct that the guys at Topless Robot made, made, made up. So. <laughs> Shit, I gotta re-render that. <laughs> when Brooke slows down to 40 frames per second, <laughs> start tearing. Yeah, but thank God, because if we had to deal with you any more than this. <laughs> oh, man. Um, Please cry. <laughs> I haven't, I haven't, uh, 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 yeah, I haven't written that animation yeah, ha- yet. haven't coded the cry function yet? No. <laughs> I am so happy at being insulted. <laughs> My father is the town baker. <laughs> um, and uh, another interesting uh, tidbit that uh, has kind of come out is a Nintendo rumor. Is Nintendo not making game or not making consoles anymore? No, this one is far more reasonable. This one actually aligns with the prediction that I made. Nintendo likes to hit puppies with wiffle ball bats. Nintendo is bringing back a water from the grave. So as a um, Mario construct, Gino is a relevant relevant property that will be used again. I am going Rest to say peace. this uh, is uh, coming from the Daily Star. Nintendo Switch Two Mini. Oh, hey, look at that! That's adorable. Uh, Nintendo is heavily rumored to be preparing a Switch Mini or Switch Pro and targeting, possibly targeting a 2019 release date. Oh, that's cool. So, I want the big boy. Yeah, I want, um, the, I want, I want the big chungus. I want the big chungus big as chungus. well. Uh, yeah. 
Japanese publisher, publication Nikkei reported at the end of uh, January that Nintendo is likely bringing a cheaper, smaller Switch to the market sometime in the 2019 financial year, which means we're likely to see the updated console land between April 2019 and March 2020 if the rumor checks out. Uh, according to Nikkei, the updated uh, version of the console will be portable and easy to carry around. Is this Nintendo's attempt at finally having the Switch move into the territory occupied more by the 3DS? Uh, Which, we, if we're going to go back to your New Year's speculations, talking about how you thought they were going to drop 3DS support, they probably are. Yeah. This sounds we more were to me like... already seeing uh, games, uh, the releases uh, for 3DS drop down in frequency. Oh, yeah. Uh, as far and as as far as the, the big price drop goes with all of their like expensive titles like uh, Majora's Mask this year is going to drop down to twenty bucks. Um, uh, they just did that. I think with, Majora's like, Mask is already at twenty. Yeah. Uh, they they like just dropped it in like nineteen ninety nine. Oh, ni- oh, okay, they- sure. nineteen ninety nine. The the thing that hammered it, like- it in for me the most is that uh, with Fire Emblem being announced as a Switch property, which it's almost exclusively been a handheld game, aside from the GameCube and Wii releases, mm-hmm. I, and the and the core Pokemon RPG titles that are yeah, the yep. If well. those are coming out on the Switch, then why the fuck would they put them out on the 3DS anyway? Like, I, and I, they're they're obviously not announcing a new handheld. No, like of the Switch not. the Switch already fills that role. Yeah, honestly, this this would be a nice yeah. Uh, if releasing the mini, the rumored mini, um, that would be a nice replacement because it's basically the same thing. Yeah, absolutely. Just me, has one screen instead of two, but to uh, me this sounds more like like what they've done with their last few consoles, where they have like the yeah. the cheaper version, which you know, yeah. like the, doesn't have the as many features. Whereas there was the features. Nintendo 2DS uh, uh, with yeah. the 3DS. Um, I don't. I don't think that that's at least if the way this sounds it more it doesn't sound like this is another sign of going away from the 3ds they're definitely going to be doing that but i don't think this is it, this doesn't sound like it'd be part of it i do think so I but that's mostly expect. because of the way the games are being announced for the switch yeah. and not for the 3ds like yeah, did you notice no... that not a single 3ds uh game was announced during that direct oh i know i'm not saying i'm not saying that they're not doing that i'm just saying to me the nintendo switch mini doesn't sound like this is going to replace the 3ds it's more no. like this is the cheaper version to get your kids this holiday season. What is what does tell me is that, according to Nikkei, the updated version of the console will be, quote, portable and, quote, easy to carry around. Nintendo has uh, never supported two simultaneous uh, portables uh, in the past. That's true. Uh, uh, the Virtual Boy. <laughs> That's Virtual Boy portable. was not a portable. Um, the, you know, Anything the portable closest they came... Closest they came was Game Boy Color and uh, the original DMG. Uh, the and even that they just started making Game Boy Color games. Run DMG yeah, or games with Game Boy Color Brooks. support. Yeah, yeah, mm. I know. Yeah, that's mm. a lazy Brooks. Yeah, that was lazy. Um, <laughs> and uh, with the, I guess the 3DS and 2DS is the closest that they've come uh, to the two simultaneous portables. But it's the, yeah, it's the exact same thing. Um, and though it's irrelevant now, the actual design of the 2DS made me angry. It looks like a tombstone. Well, so they did make a 2DS that's a clamshell. Okay. Mm-hmm. Jasmine has the 2DS that's a clamshell. That I'm okay Because with. she doesn't like the 3D I, stuff. I, I've only seen the one that's the, the flat, one big yeah. piece. The, it, the it, wedge. It, it looks like a child's toy, which I guess... You have to use your hands. All video games are children's toys, toy. whatever. Yeah. Well... But, it, I could see them trying to design something like that because you don't have to worry about your kid breaking it in half. But why would not you buy your child something that expensive and give it to them without telling them not to do that? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, 
kids these days. Giving, giving children when they're in that very young, destructive age, sensitive technology is a dumb idea, no matter how destructible it is. Yeah. And yet, like, so many children have cell phones and iPads. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't and, get it. So, and then they screech when you take it away from them. Um, if it's I ever a have kids, babysitter. they'd be super miserable because they wouldn't. They would have these things at a later age. So another reason that they're aiming to do a Nintendo Switch Mini uh, reportedly is uh, to bring down the price of the console. Um, okay with that. Uh, the company said that uh, they couldn't comment on their plans for the product, but has informed multiple suppliers and game development companies that they intend to release uh, them as early as 2019. According to their affiliates, they're miniaturizing the console with portability and playing outdoors in mind, as well as cutting features to reduce the price and expand the user base. And that's, so, that's where I see, so I hear Nintendo those, Mini right there. The, like, those, it sounds like the exact Those Joy-Cons pr- probably don't come off. If, oh, if yeah. it looks like that. Yeah. I have a, yeah, and you probably can't dock it. It's, it's probably just... Well, you might be able to dock it, but you'd have to use, you have to buy a dock. Or for your Totino's pizza like maker. <laughs> Going back to our predictions. God, I hope it's true. <laughs> so again, that comes from uh, DailyStar.co.uk. I don't know how reliable they uh, are. They're citing. Uh, oh, it says supports full size Joy Cons, according to the rumor, but it's a 5.5 inch display. And you know what? Based on the way this article is written, it doesn't seem like it's going out of its way to generate too much buzz. Yeah, no. it, it seems it, like it, a it's normal. It's pretty matter of fact. So. Uh, yeah, buck ninety nine. That that sounds that that sounds like a plan. And an uh, updated dock. It looks like maybe Ooh. I don't know. There's a lot of speculation uh, uh, that I'm seeing here. An updated dock would be nice because they they did not put a ton of thought into the current dock. So yeah, yeah. We'll see. I expect that um, uh, this is an inevitability, and I expect it to be this year uh, because we're into we're venturing into the third year of the Nintendo Switch's lifespan. Uh, and uh, how long did it take uh, before so uh, we had uh, an updated 3DS? I think it was probably around the two or three year mark. Yeah, that yeah. That, that sounds about right. And, and I, uh, I, I I still have my 3DS XL. It's very, yeah. very nice. Oh, yeah. I like mine. I got the new 3DS. I, I uh, have had all the uh, original 3DS, uh, which... Now, you know, looking back, I kind of like the size of that that original 3DS. And I like the... Uh, the clamshell form factor has stuck with them and worked well with them, you know, since... Since uh, Game & Watch. Yeah. Yeah. Good point. Since Game & Watch. Uh, I wish that they had kind of been able to stick with that throughout because, uh, to me, it's smart design for a portable design system. Yeah, you don't scratch your screen up and uh, um, it, it looks sexy. It makes you want to open it up. Yep. And get to Unless the, you have the, dumb stickers on it. Scandalous. Get to the oyster's pearl inside. So uh, that uh, uh, brings us to the end Nintendo of the dogs. podcast. What? I know, right? Ooh. Yes, we have... We've reached the end. Is this where we like start asking about for or, like we leave the stage for a second and wait for everyone to start cheering us to come back on for the encore? <laughs> no, no, no one's cheering. There's no encore. It's it's the go encore. If Dan uh, wasn't, I'm not gonna bother with that. Uh, um, <laughs> so, uh, anyone have any rants? Tyler does. Well, my friends don't like it when I start talking about Game of Thrones. So anyways, Dan, do you have a rant? <laughs> and every time I bring up anything, I just get glares. I mean, it's better, than, it? it's better than people not looking at you, right? 
I'd actually take being ignored over being glared at. You got it. Cool. <laughs> I changed my Are mind. Are you done? <laughs> <laughs> did, did you actually want to go on with that rant, or was that all you were going to say? You, did uh, you have uh, more? Uh, was there more? <laughs> <laughs> you guys Do you suck. have anything more to... Guess I, are the yeah, words. Right, do you have the like, words. Okay. You have more? No, I got nothing. Okay. It's okay. We'll edit this out later. No, <laughs> Tetris 99 is a lot of fun. I'm, I'm going to go on a, a happy little rave. Rave. Tetris. I, I played a lot. <laughs> gonna go Thank give you, me I'm some uh, <laughs> But yeah, no, I love Tetris 99. I played that like a whole bunch today. I forgot how bad I was at Tetris. and then But then I started like getting back into it because it's been a long time since I played Tetris. But yeah. It's like riding a bike. Made of Russians. It was something I never would have. Bless you. <laughs> Shut up. Holy crap. <laughs> I like anyway. your, I like, I like that I, I like that that sneeze of disdain toward Tyler. Oh. <laughs> Did you sneeze or discombobulate yourself? Huh? Yes. Anyway. Whew, I went to the oh, Chevy it's Chase the light off of that. sneezing. You had your hand up like this and it never mind. Glinted. But yeah, Tetris 99 was something I never asked for, never thought I would want, but I am very happy. Yeah, that it I mean, and them dropping it for free so. like that was was uh, super rad. It gave me like five hours of fun this morning. I love it when game Jesus. companies are like, we're announcing this thing today, and you can download it in an hour. Here you yeah, go, guys. That, yeah. is, that is cool when that happens. Here you go. Play this while we make something better. Like what uh, uh, Bethesda did uh, with uh, Fallout Shelter. They're like, hey, look at this game that we made for mobile. And after this conference, you'll be able to download it. It's actually a good product, unlike most of the other things we've been making. Yeah, right. yeah, I, I, I'll play Fallout Shelter more. I played oh, Fallout Shelter more shit. than I played Fallout 4. We didn't talk about the dastardly deed that Bethesda did this What'd week. What'd they do? They laid, they laid off a bunch oh, of workers. Oh. So They're assholes. That is... Uh, was that Bethesda? That uh, wasn't I'm sorry, Bethesda. Was Blizzard. Blizzard. Activision. Blizzard. Activision. Yeah, my, my bad. Not Bethesda. Yeah. Blizzard. I take that back. I'm sorry, Bethesda. Bethesda, you still suck, Bethesda but you didn't do that. Bethesda still fucking sucks. But, but, and but, their business practices, are, Zenimax's business practices mm -hmm. are questionable at but best. But Activision and slash Blizzard just reported their most successful like revenue year ever. And then and laid celebrated off. by laying off 600 people. Yeah. After giving their CFO a $15 million uh, little yeah, the pocket they, bonus. They did that, and then I, you know, I was reading about the business practices of how they hire a bunch of temps that are trying to work to the next level. They're trying to grind to the next level. And then some of them make it and some of them don't. And so they essentially fired everyone so they could rehire them as temps again. Yep. For that, less yeah. Pay. What do they do? No, I've, I've, I've unionize. Really, I've heard stories about, uh, uh, people in the game design department, um, uh, being invited to a release party at the office. And when they show up, nobody's there, and all of their supplies are packed, and it's their uh, it's them being fired. Fucking while all of the gross. while all of the producers and programmers are out fucking partying, their their ritzy champagnes and their ill-gotten gains. Uh, but real quick though, the only rant I had is uh, if you've watched the the Nintendo uh, Nintendo yeah. conference that we just talked about. Uh, I'm mm. a huge supporter of Fire Emblem. I ranted about it on the very first episode. It's officially gone into uh, anime school dating sim territory, and I'm I'm pretty butt blasted about it. I'm I'm angry. Notice me, senpai. Yeah, yeah, that's um, just lame. I still really want to play the game. I'm still going to buy it. I probably shouldn't, because that's just going to say that's what they want more of. Shit's but gonna be fire. Unfortunately, I don't get any other games that fill that gap. 
So I'm going to have to gloss over a lot of dating your students and having noblemen fight in the battlefield in their fancy dress clothes instead of, you know, oh, I don't know, in an armor. Cool armor. Or something. You know, the thing that protects you from being stabbed to death in the battlefield. You could just play Valkyria Chronicles. Uh, it's the power it's the of friendship thing, that protects them. Just buy it on a Craigslist. When it's just never, it's never the same thing. I'm mad about it. If you play Fire Emblem exclusively because you got into it through, like, Awakening, I'm... I hope that you enjoy the gameplay, but if you got to do it just because you can ship your favorite characters in the game and you don't really enjoy the gameplay and you play on casual mode, I don't like you. <laughs> uh, I really don't. because Frickin' casuals. It, it's, it's because of Bet that. Bet you drink Diet Mountain Dew, too. It's because of that raving over those specific aspects of the game that are diminishing the part of it that I enjoy. And unfortunately, I'm not going to go online and tell you all to eat shit because that would make me a hypocrite. <laughs> uh, but because this is a, a, a phrase on the podcast specifically for ranting, I don't like you. We, we should we Goodbye. Should make, we should make like an Uncle Sam once you kind of poster, but it's Dan pointing and just Dan hates no, you. No, it's, it's yeah. Dan, Dan flipping the Dan bird. Dan hates you. Yeah. Um, I have uh, a little rant. Uh, Buying a house is fucking hard. Uh, and heartbreaking and anxiety-inducing. And I can't remember if this was my rant last week. It or, was. Was it? Yeah. Okay. Part two. Yeah, part two, Electric Boogaloo. It's still <laughs> fresh in... Uh, Here's the comes the remix! It is. Yeah, I, I didn't hear this rant because I, uh, I was temporally displaced no, to you were another dimension. He was in the and, ether uh, of... I, the... I was replaced by uh, my, my alter ego. <laughs> uh, you were here. I mean, you look exactly the same. That's what you think. You look exactly the same if that wasn't you. Let's put a but construct yeah. from his mind palace. Never buy a house; it sucks. Um, no, that's well. Uh, I'd hope to just inherit one and just have to fill out paperwork. So, <laughs> in most things, where the journey is what matters, not the destination, it's the very opposite with the <laughs> yeah with but, the buying a house. The destination yeah, is what matters. <laughs> when it when it comes from when it comes and to to it being the journey and not the destination, there's just one thing that you have to hold on to, and you just don't stop believing. And that's my rant. I'm out! Woo! All right, all that said, uh, this podcast has been brought to you by Humble Bundle. What are you doing? <laughs> Go to topplesrobot.com slash humble. <laughs> and Ripped Apparel, you'll find our affiliate link in the uh, description of our uh, uh, YouTube page and uh, on your podcast player. Uh, we do have, uh, a phone number, but we have no voicemails, so give us a call at 805-222-6287. That's 805-222-6287. I would like to remind all of you that there is still a, uh, standing $50 wager that if you can actually say something mean enough on the voicemail that makes me cry, I will PayPal you $50. <laughs> $60? <laughs> $75? Whoa, well, $100? $12,000? <laughs> None of you can make me cry. But 5 million V-Bucks? $12. Thank you, everyone, so much for watching and or listening. We'll see you next week. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Bye.